the team has got games the next couple nights, and then you guys are going to be flying Friday into Calgary with the uh, change in the schedule. Uh, so this was our best time to get you on uh, before the NHL trade deadline. First question, um, just a thought, is is this maybe a quieter deadline in terms of talks percolating than maybe past deadlines because of so many teams being in LTIR and the uniqueness of a compressed schedule, a 56-game uh, schedule? I would say yes, um, but I don't know what that means. Um, you know, things can all of a sudden heat up on uh, Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Um, you know, obviously this time of the year when, you're, when your team is uh, performed at a high level um, and juices are flowing, you, as a manager, you, you, you'd, you'd like to see if you can do something to give your team uh, a little bit of a boost. Um, but certainly, um, from our perspective, obviously being an LTI and we're, we're really tight against, against the cap, um, is going to make it, uh, more difficult, but, um, we'll see what, uh, what the next week brings. Uh, money in, money out sort of thing. Is that what we're kind of talking about? Yeah, because I mean, anytime, anytime you're an LTI, that's exactly where you're at. And obviously, what we did before the season started, I think on December 22nd, we signed Slater Kukuk. And then in December, we also signed um, Dominic Cahoon. You know, so we've, you know, we had a, we, we've carried a 29, in effect, we're carrying a 29-man roster, not a 23-man roster. So people stay off the cap, and then we shuffle them back and forward. And then on uh, on, on, on April 12th, Monday, there's no no longer a 23-man roster. You have to run your team within the within the cap. So obviously, we we've got to position ourselves so that we can get at our taxi squad players. So we'll try to you know put a list of players together. Basically, our, the roster that we have set on 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 that afternoon or the next day is really our roster. And then and then from then on, we're we're allowed four regular recalls. But we've got to kind of there's there's no roster limit in terms of but but you have to be cap compliant. And we think we can probably have you know 23 24 players on the on the roster and with enough money set aside to get at one at a player at a time in the um on the taxi squad so we're tight uh, would you say you have a greater need, uh, maybe adding an, you know, a, maybe a right shot center, or conversely, another left winger that might give you a little bit of offensive juice? If you could do money in, money out. Oh, I don't. I, I think at the end of the day, Bob, you're talking about an upgrade, and uh, the, you know, upgrades are going to our, our players are probably they're making. They're making money. I mean, their 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 make their their cap number is going to be. It's not going to be seven fifty or a million dollars. I mean, many right. of these players that we're talking about, that you 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 know a good portion of our bottom of our roster makes they make around a million bucks. You know, seven fifty to a million five thereabouts. So. Um, it's going to have to be a real legitimate. Our guys have done a great job. We're, we've, we're 28 and two the last 10 games. If you prorated that over 82 games, must be a 110 point pace um, thereabouts. So 
we've played at a we, we've played at a high level, and 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 lots of these players that we're talking about have done a good have done a good job for us. And I think you know, and, and maybe not it's one, but but I think Dave Tippett's done a good job in moving them in and moving them out, and 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 and, and the depth has really allowed us to kind of play perform at that level. So. Um, to try to upgrade and bring in one player that's going to be better than those players, it's going to be you have to factor in the assets and the cap space. And you don't have obviously the draft capital uh, for this coming draft that maybe uh, you might have in a, in a year from now, and and maybe you are where you are. Let me ask you this question a different way because we are getting people text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Would you go the other way? Would you uh, would you move one of your pending UFAs? I mean, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, Tyson Berry, Adam Larson, or do you see not moving them as in as in a way sort of. Uh, you know, dealing with things. Well, I, from I, I would say this to you, Bob. Yep. Teams, teams, traditionally teams that are trying to win. Yep. Don't trade regular players off. Like, I guess I would say to you, if we don't trade those players, that might be, that might be, last year I spent assets in order to try to beef up last year's team. Maybe by doing, by not trading those players, you're spending assets to beef up this this year's team. It, it's a it's a totally different way of thinking about it. Do you know you know what I'm saying? Yep, totally. Like like, I, like certainly you could put those players, but we're trying to win. Like we're trying to, you know, we're 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 trying to we're we're trying to make the playoffs, and we're we're trying to uh, we're we're trying to win. We're trying to go on a on 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 a playoff run. So, um, you know, to to trade somebody that's a regular on our team to to go get you know a draft pick and a prospect that might impact the team three, four, five years from now so that you can win five years. We're trying to win now. We're trying to, we're trying to win now. So I don't, I don't see that happening. All right, we're joined by Ken Hall and Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Now, the other way that you could maybe adjust the lineup a bit is through organic growth. Uh, obviously, the broken thumb with Dylan Holloway perhaps changed the complexion a little bit there. But uh, is there? Can you share any insight with the uh, listeners right now, Ken? Where we're at with Holloway? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I would assume that you've spoken to uh, Blake Robson and and to Dylan and his family. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, you know, we're having conversations. Obviously, there's no real urgency from um, anybody's part. I guess he, you know, he's got a broken thumb. Uh, you know, the doctors have told us that maybe around you know, late April, late April, if things, if if the healing goes good, that at that point in time, maybe he can start to practice um, somewhere. Um, so we have had some conversations about. Um, you know, turning him pro. Certainly, he has he has a he has a decision to make, and then and then we'd all also have to negotiate a contract that uh, he feels good about and we feel good about. Seven games in twelve days for the farm team down in Bakersfield after they had the weekend off. They're going to be busy. Uh, does the change in the the with the new rules with the quarantine only needing to quarantine for a week instead of two weeks that does that open up a mechanism or a window to perhaps bring one of those guys up hypothetically a ryan mcleod or tyler benson or someone like that at some point if need be well i think if need be i, I think you know i you know ryan mcleod and, and, and they're in good spots they're playing they're playing they're playing 
20 minutes. I mean, I get, I get, the, I get the the thing. The Ryan, Tyler, and Ryan, and, and, and Cooper Marodi, they're playing 20 to 22 minutes a night. That's not happening here. Right. That's good. That's what Con, that's Connor and Leon territory. So, you know, they, they they come here. You know, you can just look at the ice time every every night, and the guys at the bottom part of the forwards at the bottom part of the roster play. You know, if you don't kill penalties, and it's hard to believe those guys are going to come up and kill penalties. If they don't go on the power play, it's hard to believe they're going to come up and go go on the power play. You play seven, eight, nine minutes. That's that's all you got. And so, you know, I don't know that they can come up and impact the team playing. You, you got to play special teams. You got to play special teams. And when you get to the when you get down the stretch run, you don't know that the coach wants to experiment with young players on the power play, the penalty killing, especially when you factor in the players that were the the, the experience and the players that we're putting on the power play. So, I just think that those young players are in a great spot. Um, and, and 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 let them continue to to, to to develop and down the road um, they'll be here and then you come in and then starting off in the, at the beginning of the season that's when the coach puts you on those specialty teams if you don't play in the specialty teams in the National Hockey League it's hard to get minutes there's probably one defenseman that might not play in either of the specialty teams and there's there's two to four forwards if you don't play specialty teams it's it's hard to get it's hard to get more than of 10 minutes max you're anywhere from 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 seven to ten minutes if you don't play specialty teams gotcha uh all right let's talk about a, a different guy and, and look and i i appreciate the uniqueness of the situation with the uh need because of the pandemic uh for the taxi squad in, in if we didn't have the pandemic going on would, would evan bouchard have seen some time down on the minors because obviously he hasn't played a bunch lately. The coaches haven't called his name. The team went nine and three with him in the lineup. I think Ken, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm out to lunch. I think Evan Bouchard has the highest ceiling of all Oilers prospects right now. Uh, but how much has the pandemic played a factor in the fact that he's here as a depth guy and not playing in the minors? Well, I mean, I can't handicap it, but certainly the pandemic and and, and having a 29, in effect, I'm going to call it a 29-man roster, has obviously affected lots of our decisions. Um, If it was a different world, would we make different decisions? Maybe, but but, I mean, that's hypothetical. So I think think at the end of the day... um, I, 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 I talk to the coaches every day. I'm with the coaches. Um, they, they like, they like Bush a lot. I like Bush a lot. I, I think it's it's more about the makeup of the defense. And unfortunately, you know, he's we're trying to win. We're we 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 we've, we've been on a like I said, we're 28 and two the last 30. And I think we're in the winning business. We're, that's, I think that's the most important thing when you look at your team on an everyday basis. Did you get a W or was it an L? And, you know, we've, we've got, we've been, we've been on a pretty good run. We haven't had any, any injuries to the back end. So you keep pushing out the same players that give you that have, that have, that have, that, that we'd won the night before. So, um, He's a big. I'm with you. He's a big part of our future. Um, he, he's a he's a big part of of what I'm planning to do with the team. You know, over the summertime going into next year. Um, 
I know that in talking to, to Dustin Schwartz and, and, and Wiseman, who who work with the the the, the, uh, the taxi squad players on an everyday basis, you know, Bush's attitude is great. He's working hard. Um, he's ready, and and when he goes in, I'm sure he's going to do it. He'll be, he's going to do a good job. But I just think it's ultimately Barry's a right shot defenseman. Larson's a right shot defenseman. Ethan Bear's a right shot defenseman, and most of them throughout their career haven't played on the on the left. So you know, to, to start try to put people out of position when you're trying to win to squeeze somebody in. The bottom line: it's about winning. It's about it's about trying to it's it's about trying to win, and certainly young players sometimes have to be patient. Ken Holland's joining us. Ken Darnell Nurse. I mean, he's taken a full uh, opportunity here to elevate his game. I'm going to put a, a stat at you. He's got 13 goals so far through 39 games this season. That is the most by an Oilers defenseman since Paul Coffey had 17. 36 years or 35 years ago that was 85 86 that's year coffee at 48 so nurse has had 13 in the first 39 games obviously it's been a wonderful season uh from a salary management perspective have you you know you and bill scott and and uh, the analytics people that support you and all that sort are you already kind of factoring in because darnell's done two straight uh, bridge deals you're already kind of looking ahead to a couple years down the road because he's obviously a big part of the club yeah, I mean that's my job to look to look um, you know to this summer and and and, and to net to the you know the summer out and I I don't know that you look three years out but I think you have to have a one and a two year look at all all at all times so uh, absolutely I mean Darnell's made a you know obviously uh, the injury to 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 to, to, to Clef, um, created an opportunity and Darnell's grabbed it um, you know and and and, and taken his career to another level so uh, you know he's having a tremendous season. Um, and uh, certainly, the, the the plan is to try to is, is not to try, but the plan is to get him signed up long term here at the appropriate time. Uh, Mike Smith uh, exceeded expectations uh, based on on when you signed him back on October the tenth. There was a lot of criticism in the market. Uh, he's uh, obviously giving you a pretty good go here. He's thirteen three and two. Well, I would say to you, you know. Uh, you know, when I look at Mike Smith last year, like I, I thought that Mike Smith played really good in October, November, December. Excuse me, no, October, November. I thought he had a down December, and he played really good for us in January, February, March, and we played really good January, February, and and March. You know, he had a bad first period in the bubble. You know, and then he got. I think he got pulled the first game against the Chicago, and then and then and then uh, Koski went in. So I, you know, I, I and I told his agent I felt that I wanted to get go, go explore the marketplace. You know, he's 38 years of age. I mean, I think when you've got a 38-year-old goaltender, you're, you're, you're never sure. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, it's not like I've spent 10 years with Mike Smith. I'd spent a few months with Mike Smith. But, uh, um, you know, after we, we explored the market, we went into the marketplace, marketplace with about, I don't know, what, $7, $8 million to spend and had to sign five players and and uh, decided at the end that uh, after everything, the dust settled, that uh, we we signed uh, Tyson Berry to a one-year deal at 375. And we, we, we Mike Smith, I think, was making 2.5 base the year before. And he took his 2.5 base to 1.5 base. And, and and he's had a great season. Like I said, he's 13-3-2. He's at a 9, almost a 9, nine over 9-15, almost 
a 920 saves percentage. He gives us a presence. Um, he's he's got uh, a lot of ton of passion. I think he's a real a real um, good leader in the locker room, and he's a good leader in the locker room because he's a good leader on the ice. It's hard to lead in the locker room when you don't do it on the ice, and and he's doing it on the ice. So he's given us, and I think by with him coming back, you know, and taking the some of the pressure, Koski's done a really good job since Mike Smith comes back. We feel good about our uh, our one-two punch, and. Uh, um, I think it's been a strength of our team this year. And certainly Mike Smith has had another one of the players that's, that's had a, a, a real big influence um, on, on where we are to this point in the season. Can you re-sign a 39-year-old goaltender this summer? Like, I mean, if he sits here and well, finishes I, the year. I, I, I guess I would say to you this. You know, I had Chris Chelios till he was 47 years of age in, in Detroit. I think I had Hashik till he was 43. I had multiple players into their 40s, Igor Larionov, um, Steve Eiserman. I had lots of players up into their high 30s, Chris Osgood at 38, the Drapers to their high 30s, and we did a lot of winning. We did a lot of winning. I'm not scared of age. Uh, I don't look at age. I look at how you play. And, um, you know, to the, he keeps going what he's going. Well, why wouldn't we want to do it again? I mean, he's, he's, he's playing at a high level. Final one for you, Ken, and we appreciate your time. You just want to get in, right? Doesn't matter who you match up against. I, I know that maybe the record against Toronto and Montreal is maybe a little bit. You got a better record against Winnipeg, but is it just a? You just got to get in on the dance and see where it goes from there. Well, I think you just want to get in, and you want to get in playing good. You know, I, you know, if you, you, all of a sudden you get in and you start to stumble down the stretch, and you know, I think you want to, you want to, you want to go in playing good, and, and I think that's why it's important that we just keep taking care of, uh, you know, one game at a time. Obviously, we want to put ourselves in a position. You know, we know, we, you know, Calgary and Vancouver are below us, and we got a big game, uh, two big games against Ottawa, and you know, another big four pointer against Calgary on uh, on Saturday. But certainly, we want to get in. And you want to get in playing good, and then after that, you gotta you're gonna to have to beat good teams. The, the teams that are in the playoffs, the top four in each division, the 16, you know they're the top half of the league, and uh, you're gonna to have to beat your best. You're gonna to have to beat your best. So we don't care who we play. We, we just want to play our way in, and we want to be playing good um, as we play our way in, and then and then you see what happens. Ken, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.